Welcome to the program. It is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And as you know by now, this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, life questions, anything and everything that's on your heart and mind you need only to call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585 if you're outside the local San Antonio area. Area. You can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, numerically at 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And remember, the streets are a little wet out there. Be careful if you're driving in your car. The safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. Hey, uh, first, let me let me begin today before I even get to Paula. Uh, apologizing for the rebroadcast yesterday. We were here. Everything was set up. And the construction on the freeway that you've been hearing all week behind us was so bad, so loud. Our desk was shaking. The walls and the glass in the church was shaking. They're scraping and, and oh, it was just awful. We couldn't have done a program uh, without driving all of you crazy. So uh, what I wanted to do is um, tell you I'm sorry. We, we, we don't like to miss uh, and yet yesterday it couldn't have been avoided. But rest easy, Paula is here now. She's live and she's beautiful. Well, thank you. Um, and I am pleasantly surprised that the trucks and all that stuff aren't going because I'm telling you, when I'm in here reading to you, we try to, we try to pray, you know. Most of my <laughs> prayer, yeah, most of my prayers, Lord, make them stop because my chair moves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're moving with the, and so this is really nice. Well, well this freeway seems to have been under construction for 26 years because that's mm-hmm. how long we've been yeah. in San Antonio. But this is a whole new level. I mean, they're riding a freeway and and it, it, it just, it jars the fillings in your teeth, mm-hmm. the shaking. So, mm-hmm. um I we made him stop when I told him that Paula was going to be live oh, in the studio. Yeah. They need to to, to <laughs> right, so they kind of scared everybody. So that's what they did. Paula, before we get to you, oh, we got Ron. Goodness. I don't want him holding on the line sure, for too long. So let's great. go to Ron from Converse. Ron, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello, Pastor Ron and Mrs. Paula. Good to good to hear from y'all. I thanks. have a question. Yes, you're welcome. Um, I've been wondering about. Uh, angels and our our um, association with them in heaven i know that as of right now obviously the angels are higher than we are and i understand that um upon our entry into heaven and our time in god's light for eternity at that point if i'm not mistaken we would be higher than the angels because we were redeemed and of course they were created by god's hand and um We've gone through a different um, um, phase of, of of existence other than the angels. But when it comes to heaven and eternity, how will we interact with the angels? Will there be interaction? Um, obviously, they're in heaven. They'll be in heaven. I'm just curious as to what what your perspective on that that relationship would we 
associate. I'll be, I would think we would. I just I don't think I've actually ever heard yeah, anybody I, I, address that. And I could take this off the air. And um, it's just so good to hear from okay. uh, from from both of y'all. Thank you, Ron. God bless you. You know, uh, Paula, angels are a, a, a source of huge interest. We're fascinated by them. And it's true. At first I was thinking, well, I don't really like the term run use higher than we are, or or, or later they'll be lower than we are. But that's what, what the Bible says. We, uh, he, Jesus, was made a little lower than the angels. So Ron's angelology is correct. Um, um, Ron, I certainly think that we will interact with them. Uh, I think the angels are waiting for the church to get together so they can ask us a bunch of questions, just like we're waiting for heaven so we can ask them a bunch of questions. And I think what we're going to see and what the angels are going to find as well is that for eternity, we're going to be praising God for his wisdom, for his love, for his sovereignty, um, for, for, for the marvelous plan that he created uh, throughout. But, but no doubt we will interact with them and we will not be terrified of them. You know, in the, in the Bible, whenever angels appeared to people, mm-hmm. uh, most notably Daniel and others related to prophetic dreams, um, they were terrified. John fell down as dead in the book of Revelation. Daniel uh, fell on his face and couldn't move. Um, um, that will be gone because our bodies will be like Jesus's. Um, the angels will keep the body they have, but our human bodies, our glorified physical resurrected bodies, will be like Jesus's. Um, and uh, we will know in full, we'll know as we are known by God. And uh, I think all of these um, these questions will sort of be cleared up. But yeah, I believe that we will have um, interaction with them. Uh, and I think we will um, agree with them that the way God worked it all out in the end was glorious. And I think we're going to say, Ron, a whole bunch of times, if I only knew then what I know now, I think we would have been a lot less stressed out in our world. You know, uh, Paula, whenever I hear about angels, we've had a couple of encounters with angels. And um, not that we've seen them physically, oh, yeah, no. but but you have smelled them. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it was just God showing up for you at a time of need or sending a ministering spirit, an angel, which is their job mm-hmm. uh, to minister to you. We've we've watched somebody who was about to get run over by a huge bus in Scotland mm. um, um, miraculously um, with no explanation, uh, just hurtled out of the way. Yeah. Um, uh, you and I, we were driving to Bible college foolishly. I was doing the driving, not you, Mm -hmm. but we were, we were driving in a terrible storm and had no business even trying it. We didn't have a four wheel drive or anything else. Um, and, uh, we were about to go off a cliff to our death and just out of nowhere, as our truck was spinning off that cliff, uh, it just slowed down, stopped and then very methodically started spinning the opposite direction back in the road. Mm-hmm. And we were actually left pointed back in the direction of home, mm-hmm. downhill in the, in the, in the correct lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's no other explanation. I mean, I was looking out over the edge of the cliff, uh, that we were about to go down and you started. So, um, uh, Ron, what I would hope and Paula, 
you can comment on this if you have anything to say. I'd hope I'd I'd like to meet that angel. That's what I was thinking. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, I think an angel was there the night when Ronnie was born, um, because he stopped breathing and uh, I'd forgotten about that mm -hmm. one for a moment. But... And and a nurse had come into my room, saying her name was Mary and that Ronnie was going to be okay. You know, she had she'd seen him turn black. <laughs> yeah. In a in a deathly kind of way, yeah. couldn't and breathe. Couldn't breathe, and and to tell me that he was going to be okay, even though the nurses kept coming and saying, "Sign this paper. We got to do this test, this test, this test." But she had already come before all that, um, and then so the next day when we went to go thank Nurse Mary, there was no such nurse at that hospital, and so. I really, really Did, didn't she also tell you that, that uh, she'd been with Ronnie because she knew there was something um, about him that needed needed care. She says, I've been with him. I've been watching him and he'll be OK. Basically, that's all she said. So, yeah, she had been watching over him the whole time. It, just amazing. And to think that what do you mean? There's no nurse, nurse Mary. I know I just had a baby and all, but I know what I know, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, no Norse Mary. So I, I'm convinced that that was an angel as well. And so I'm thinking when we get to heaven, not only will we associate with them, we might just be skipping together, and, you know, <laughs> just remembering some of the stories. And, you know, uh, we have no idea how many times angels have kept us from something. Um, and, and I guess we'll know everything when we get there. And uh, will they still serve us or we, will we just be buds? Well, um, th th there will be no need for them to serve us. Uh, angels and, and humans alike will be worshiping God mm -hmm. and, and doing it together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, if I get a chance to stand next to Gabriel. You know, Gabriel is one of my favorites because oh, yeah, yeah, he, he's a preacher. Yeah. And his, he, he, you talk about a one string guitar. He's all and only about Jesus. He's Jesus's herald. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to talk to him about what an honor and a privilege that is. And, and I'll probably say, Gabriel, why were you chosen over all of the other angels for this wonderful job? And he'll probably say, well, well I'll tell you, but, but why were you chosen to pastor at Calvary Chapel San Antonio? And, mm -hmm. and we were watching every step. To, and I'm thinking, oh, no, you know, it's just, just one of those neat things. Yeah. Yeah, that, thanks for that question today, Ron. It kind of makes you think a little bit more. And I'm a, I'm a, I was already excited about heaven, but um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm, I'm even more so. You're I, laughing. I'm laughing because our producer just sent me a note that said that Gabriel is the guardian angel of all church announcers. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. this one, people have been wanting to throw tomatoes at him for a long time every once in a while, or, or like when he makes some of those. What he thinks are funny jokes, the boos that come along, you know, ooh, hiss. Yeah. yeah, the producer of this program here in this studio is also our church announcer. So he has a vested interest. He is not um, um, uh, in, in uh, he, he has an agenda here. Yeah, yeah. Is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. he, he got the people in the audience going, yeah, we love that <laughs> announcer, joke teller, you know, producer guy. We, we went to you and I were doing a, a marriage conference. Oh, I remember. In one just left that lady. Corpus Christi. <laughs> and these people came up to us and they were, Oh, we listen to your radio show all the time and, mm -hmm. and we, we, we just love you and, and and hey, 
And they looked at Sam, who was sitting there next to us, says, hey, you're the funny guy who does the announcements. <laughs> we and that love was you. <laughs> all the encouragement he needed. We haven't been able to keep him quiet ever since then. <laughs> hey, let's take a phone call. Another one, Jimmy from San Antonio. Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, uh, how are you doing? Can you hear me? Good, Jimmy. Hi, okay. Jimmy. Yo, yeah, we hear you Hi. just fine. Hi, ma'am. You ask that every um, single time. We know we hear you, man. Go ahead. Um, you know, you're talking about angels. When I was about seven years old, uh, I remember getting into this argument with my mother. And uh, and I told my mother I was running away. And then I ran over next door and I uh, hid behind a 1968 <laughs> Mercury Comet. You didn't <laughs> And and I was talking to God. <laughs> you you did lie anyway. No, and and I was talking to God, and the, the the night was cold, and I could see all the stars in the sky, and uh, I was I was I was telling God that I was sorry, and that I argued with my mom, and I just it's just. It's, And suddenly my father, he was worried about me. He came out looking for me. And, uh, you know, he was calling out my name. And then uh, I was, you know, so I looked. He was about 20 yards away, and I looked, and I saw this figure standing in front of him. Now, and he was with his arms open. He never said a word to me. And it really scared me. It really scared me. But I ran towards it because I knew my father was standing behind him. I don't know if you, I don't know. I know what I saw was real. But um, my father didn't see it, but he said that was crying like I saw an angel. But it was, it was the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, if you're going to see an angel, Jimmy, the angel of the Lord is the one to see. So he was just watching, protecting you. Yeah. and Thank you for sharing that story. I appreciate it very, very much. Huh. It's very hard for me to talk about it because I know it was real. Yeah, I can tell. Mm-hmm. I can tell. That's just, he's always been in your life. He's always been active. You know, uh, I, when when you told God you were sorry, uh-huh. well, of course you have. We all have. But that's the great thing about his grace and mercy. You know, Jimmy, what I was going to say is that, that when you said, God, I'm sorry, uh, those, are, those are, are, are three words, God, I'm sorry, that will always keep us in that place where he can protect us, where his arms are stretched out to us. And it's not a bad thing to to say to other people when you mess up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It it always keeps you in a place where the Lord can be there to minister to you. Jimmy, thank you for this. I appreciate it very, very much. Mm -hmm. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paula, what's on your heart? Well... You know, every Wednesday night, I, I well, not just Wednesday night, but during the week, I start thinking, 
Lord, you know on this radio program, we just want to be a source of encouragement. And so, you know, Pastor Ron's asked me to come on on Thursday, Lord, so, you know, you need to bring me something. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was sleeping, I only got one word, and I wrote it, and I can even read it. It says, Occupy. And so when I got up this morning, I was like, okay, Lord, what, what do you want to talk about with Occupy? So I said, should I ask Siri? So I asked Siri, hey, Siri, I better be quiet because my phone is kind of <laughs> close. She might answer me in a minute. Huh? Siri, uh, if you're listening, 340-9585 if you want to call. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay, what scripture has occupied, you know, and so she took me to Luke 19. And I'm going to read some of it so you can, and then I'll ask you a couple questions, Pastor Ron. So get yourself ready, okay? <laughs> Anyway, I'll start in verse 11 of Luke 19. While they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. He said, a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. So he called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 minus. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. Basically, that's what Syria was telling me. It was Luke nineteen thirteen. Um, so he called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 minus. Well, you can com comment, but we all know that that's gifts, basically, for us, right? I'm sure money in that case, but for us, like I'm praying, Lord, we just want to be um, sources of encouragement um, on this radio program. And so he goes on to say, so put this money or your gifts to me, saying this, until I come back. So, you know, as long as I have breath, I want to be a source of encouragement, not discouragement um, to everybody, starting with you, of course, but for everybody. And so if you have a gift, and everybody does, who's a born-again Christian, we should be using our gifts for other people. And so um, anyway, it goes on to say, but his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want this man to be our king. He was made king. However, I love that. He was made king, however, <laughs> just because they don't want they don't want Jesus to be who he is um, doesn't keep him from being who he is. So he was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. The first one came and said, sir, your mina has earned 10 more. Well done, my good servant, his master replied, because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter. Take charge of 10 cities. You can interject any time. Okay. The second came and said, sir, your miner has earned five more. His master answered, you take charge of five cities. Then another servant came and said, sir, here is your miner. I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take out what you did not put in and reap what you did not sow. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant you knew did you that i am a hard man taking out what i did not put in and reaping what i did not sow why then didn't you put my money on deposit so that when i came back i could have collected it with interest then he said to those standing by take his minor away from him and give it to the one who has 10 minus sir they said he already has 10 he replied i tell you that to everyone who has more will be given but as for the one who has nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, this is a hard line, bring them here and kill them in front of me. Yeah. So to occupy 
we as believers need to be about the Lord's business, taking the gifts that he has given us and also the gifts that we may not even know that we have. We need to be praying, Lord, what, what about me? What about today? How can I be used for you and for others um, and not hoard my gifts for myself or, or, or be like this wicked servant and say, you know, I knew you were hard. I'm not going to take a chance. Um, I'm afraid to share the, the gospel with people. I'm too shy. Or even with me, I'm not all that shy, but I don't know enough, you know, that kind of a thing, which is just uh, the focus on me in a, in a negative sense instead of the Lord says, but I'm with you. I've given you these gifts. Go and do what I say. So, yeah, you know, Paula, that there's a lot to unpack there, and, and the, the term occupy has enormous significance for those of us in these last days in the church. So, rather than take up all the last few minutes we got here in this half of the program, okay. let's take a phone call, and then we'll come back and and get that at the top of the okay. of the next hour okay. or next half hour. Robert from San Antonio on line one. Robert, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. Hi, uh, uh, Paula. Hi, Robert. How are y'all doing? Yep. We're doing well. well. Been, Thank you. How about you? I'm doing okay. I've been tremendously blessed by both of you, by uh, Paula's love for her husband and praying through until uh, Pastor Ron finally got saved. I'm I'm amazed by Pastor Ron's tender love for the Lord and the manner in which uh, you preach the gospel. It's just a tremendous blessing. I listen, I, I go through your series from time to time using the Calvary Chapel app, and I asked the pastor of the church I go to, Life Church of San Antonio, with uh, Pastor Josue Rodriguez, if, they, if he'd be interested in going through a bilingual uh, uh, chronological Bible study, and praise the Lord, he agreed, and I think we can learn a lot from your church. Uh-oh, Robert. Uh, oh. Hello? It's, yeah, it's we, we can hear you. you. You blotted out for a moment. Yeah, I got you okay. now. Okay. The, uh, the, the, the question that I have, it's actually two questions. One is, uh, Pastor Ron, I was not able to find a study of the psalm in the Calvary Chapel app, and I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. The other question was, Sometimes when I listen to the message, I feel like fasting is a little bit downplayed. And um, those were the two questions that I had. But I hope that you understand that I'm tremendously blessed and pray that you'll continue to do what you're doing for the glory of God. Uh, thank you, Robert. And I take no personal offense at all. Um, I'm, I'm open for criticism as well. The, the first question, it was Psalms. <clears throat> I'm having some allergy issues today. The first question, Psalms, I did, I've taught through Psalms, but it was so long ago, we didn't have recording capabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when we first started doing Wednesday nights here uh, 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so I've done a study through the Psalms, uh, and it just didn't get recorded. So uh, I don't know if the Lord will have me um, do it again, but uh, I've done that. I've done Proverbs. I've done um, um, 
uh, Song of Solomon, and I've also done Job um, in the Ecclesiastes, the other um, poetic books. So that's the only reason it's not there. It's not like I'm avoiding it. Um, the other the question, uh, fasting, uh, uh, I, I think fasting needs to be understood in its intended context. Uh, Isaiah 58, and if you've listened to the programs, Robert, uh, Isaiah 58 is the uh, the text that, that determines what fasting really is. It's fasting of a heart. I think sometimes we as humans, we we look to the physical rather than the spiritual. Okay, I'm going to deny myself food for a week or for two days or three days, whatever it is. Uh, and, and I think sometimes we think that uh, that's enough without dealing with our heart. And I'm pretty much a foundational guy, so I, I want to be sure it's the heart that is the most. I'll, I'll come back on this on the other side of the break just for a moment. Hey, this is the Word to Stand On for Life, Date Day Edition, 340-9585. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Date Day show. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Paula, before we occupy, um, Robert, I hope you're still listening um, uh, we've chosen here at Calvary Chapel to to emphasize just being with Jesus. Um, if you're with Jesus, there's no need to fast. How can we fast when we're with the bridegroom? Um, Jesus said, in, in his presence is fullness of joy. So uh, what, what I'm trying to teach the people here at Calvary Chapel to do is to focus on being with Jesus. Um, if we're with Jesus and there are occasions when we need to fast, it will be a spirit-led fast that will meet all of the requirements of Isaiah chapter 58. And again, because I know human nature, I know there are things that we we think, well, if I do this, God has to do this. And unfortunately, that is the place that fasting is taken in our church culture. It's sort of like my way to maneuver God in answering my prayers and and while uh, that doesn't make fasting wrong, it just means when we fast with the wrong motive, there's no value. And uh, I've just found it is a far better thing to focus on just being with Jesus. If if uh, when I get to heaven, I think there's going to be a room for just be with Jesus, guys, and and that's what I want to be. And so it's not that I I think fasting is wrong. Um, fasting in a Jewish context was very important in their spiritual life. And we look at at the fasting that Jews did prior to Christ. Um, um, But but fasting is minimalized in the New Testament. Um, um, If you fast and your heart is right, that's a good thing. It's a good, good thing. But I think the emphasis changes to grace and being in the presence of the Lord in the New Testament. So, Robert, those are my answers. And I'm sorry we can't re-record the Psalms, but um, read them. You love Psalms. I do love Psalms. Yeah, Psalm 27, you know, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 
Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. When I forget those things, I love that the Holy Spirit brings that back. You know, last night you said you said something, I forgot what, what it was about, but you and the Holy Spirit had been having a conversation, and I guess you were starting to wrestle with something that was already settled, and the Lord said, no, we already finished that. <laughs> Let's move on. And so, yeah, when I, when you start beating yourself up or anything like that, just remember, let the Holy Spirit uh, remind you of how deeply he loves you. And, and I love the freedom that we have in Christ. I don't have to fast to get his attention. All I have to do is say, Abba, Father, or Lord, or even help, you know, because he's there to help me in my time of need. And so... Um, but yeah, there's times when I have fasted. Just Lord, I don't. I just want all the distractions to be uh, uh, put aside. You know, it's, my distraction is chocolate of any kind. And so sometimes when I know that's a silly thing, but when I need to really concentrate on the Lord, He knows that that's a big sacrifice for me. If I'll give up chocolate, I know it sounds silly, but Lord, I really want to hear from you and. and I'm being tempted right now with all this, but I really need to hear from you and keep my mind straight. And he answers. Yeah, good good answer. 340-9585. Paula, back to occupying. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I get to teach tomorrow night on the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Yeah. And I really wrestled with, and Robert puts this back in my mind, I don't have time to change it now, but okay. I really wrestled with doing Psalm 119. That's a long song. You can't see. I could be. I, I would have to read it, wouldn't I? I could, I could be in it for a year. <laughs> yeah. Because except for three or four verses, it's the the word of God is mentioned in every verse, mm. and um, uh, you want to really get um, uh, uh, a practical way to use the sword of the spirit. Focus on Psalm one nineteen. Your word I I've hidden in mm. my heart, so as I won't sin against mm. you. You know, these are great, great things. Yeah. Occupying is really important, Paul. Jesus, you remember when he went to the to the woman at the well in Samaria? Um, he was hungry. The, the The disciples didn't want to be in Samaria. Um, they were trying to kind of rush him through. I don't want to go. Why are we going there? Mm-hmm. So they're going to go for lunch. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus was hungry. They come back and they see him talking to the Samaritan woman. And Jesus said, my meat or my food is to do the will of my Father in heaven. What Jesus was doing in their absence was occupying. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we need to focus on. We need to be about our Father's business. When Jesus was 12 years old, he was occupying. Mm-hmm. Don't you know that I have to be about my Father's business? He said to his mother. And the idea there is that we can't lose sight of doing our Father's business Fulfilling the mission that Jesus has given us uh, every minute of every day. Uh, you know, I took a lot of heat, Paula, for saying things during the pandemic like, well, you know, uh, God doesn't give us days off for pandemic. Um, we've got to be about our father's business. That has to be at the forefront of our minds and of our hearts. And when we are are uh, about his business, as the, the, the parable suggests, we're using the gifts that God has given us. But in another parable, similar, but but it's the parable of the talents in another gospel, he tells us um, that the, the talents are, are, are money. 
Um, and that has been misused by a whole lot of prosperity teachers. But the idea is when we stand before Jesus at the Bema seat of Christ, the reward seat of Christ, we're going to receive or lose rewards. Mm-hmm. And and these parables illustrate that point. The, the man or the woman who hides their gifts, who doesn't use them, because as you said, I'm not comfortable sharing, or I don't want to, I don't want to get personal with people, or I don't want the devil to attack me if I start sharing. He will, whatever the reasons, mm-hmm. just just spiritual laziness. Uh, at the judgment seat of Christ, uh, there's going to be terrible loss, and the, the 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 rewards reserved for people who weren't faithful are going to be then given in their presence to to people who were faithful. Mm-hmm. And I've said to you a long time, for a long time, that that the last thing I ever want to see is somebody else get gifts that were reserved for me. And that's why when God asks us to take a step of faith, we're, 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 we're actually recognizing that we don't have the right to say no. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus is saying in these parables. You don't have the right to say you don't want to share. You don't have the right to say that you don't want to go to church because you're afraid of the pandemic. You don't have the right to say, well, well, um, uh, I just worship my own way or, or I'll watch online. You don't have the right to do that. And we who are occupying we understand that those who are not occupying they're doing their own thing and it's costing them this isn't an issue of salvation jesus made that clear mm-hmm. but in terms of rewards we've got to be focused on the mission that god has given us and that includes sharing the love of christ it includes living our lives in such a way that others can witness personally our joy and our peace even in the middle of crazy things that are going on and I think that's one thing that, that that Jesus demonstrated in Isaiah chapter 50. He says, I set my face as flint. Mm-hmm. Now, he knew what was going to happen in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. but he said his face is flint. In other words, it's an, an unchanging. It's a done deal. I'm going. Can't talk me out of it. Yep. And um, and I think occupying is is, for Christians, conducting normal business. Our problem is we're spiritually lazy. We don't really believe he's coming soon. Or we hear it so often that it goes in one ear and out the other. And Jesus going, uh, occupy, occupy, occupy. And and I think that's a wonderful subject for families to sit down together and say, okay, how are we doing at occupying? Mm-hmm. Are, we, are we conducting normal business? Are we about our father's business? Or are we doing what makes us feel more comfortable? And the answers to those questions are really important yeah. to discern. Yeah. You know, I was just talking with a lady earlier. You, um, a, a few years ago, one of her teenagers led a younger girl to the Lord here. And then her mom started coming to church here and got saved here. And now her mom is very sick. But isn't that how God works? You know, we take... We take a step of faith, even though we're nervous. We might lose a friend. We might lose a relative. We might lose a job, you know, because we're Christians. And we take a chance on sharing. But when we take that step of faith, you never know. Yeah, and I'm glad you used that example, Paula, because that's the, the guy. I know you're a hard man in the parable of the talents. And the, in, in the parable of the mind is, mm-hmm. uh, I was afraid of you. Mm-hmm. Because you were harsh. So I buried my talent or I buried my mina. 
And that's what a lot of us do. And we rationalize it by saying, well, you know, if I tell people about Jesus, I'll get fired from my job. Do we not trust God enough to know that he will take care of us if, in fact, we're occupying? Yeah. And that's a really important thing for us to consider. We need to be about our Father's business. Amen. Let's go to Phyllis on line one from San Antonio. Phyllis, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron and Paula. I am just calling to give a shout-out to my church. Hi. I'm giving a shout-out to my church to just tell everybody how much (laughs) I love my church and how much they love me. Um, It's words can't explain the support and the love and the encouragement that I get from my church, and especially from my pastor and his wife. That's all I wanted to say. Just encourage mm. people to come out to every chapel in San Antonio. It rocks. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. You're so cute. Yeah, we we I was prayed good. for you because it was your birthday last week. You know, while you were out of town, it was your birthday on the 15th, along with our granddaughter. So the whole radio listening audience, this is the Phyllis we're talking about right there. So I was going to ask her what church she goes to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> go to Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Oh, we love you. <laughs> yeah, That's uh, right. We girl. know. God bless you. Thank oh, you, Phyllis. I love you. <laughs> That's one of my buds. See, this this is this is why our job is just the best. It is. It's fun. It's people like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, okay. So occupy. We're going to be about our father's business, um, you know. And those of us who are older in the Lord, and sometimes we think we need to know more. Uh, I still feel like a teenager in Christ, um, but I know enough to say, you should come this way. Heaven's going to be better, especially today after Ron's uh, question about angels. That's going to be that's going to be awesome. Just like hobnobbing with angels and saying thank you to those who the Lord said. Well, we'll be saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. All those things, and you know, you sent them to take care of us, Lord. That's just so awesome. Then. Me and the angel will turn around and say, that's right, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Yeah, I, I think what I'll do is I'll say, Lord, those f- three or four times that, that you sent angels to bail me out, I'm so grateful. Can I can I meet the angels? And he say, you want to meet the angels that I can bail thousands of them? Yeah. You know? <laughs> They'll be hollering. It'll sound like many rushing waters just with them mm-hmm. saying, yo, Ron, remember this, remember this? And you'd be like... Humbled. Yeah. That, that's part of the reason that, that we humans, we're so focused on power and supernatural things. Mm-hmm. And that's why we, we, we give angels more credit than they deserve. Mm-hmm. They're simply ministering spirits, spirits that's right. sent, sent to serve those who are going to inherit salvation. Yeah. So it's not the angel that we need to thank. That's the exactly angels right. over and over say, well, well, hey, don't don't fall down on my account. Yeah, don't don't do me. it. That's right. I'm just a servant of God like you. Yeah. And uh, we don't get that because they, they have so much more power. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem is we, we want to go right to the source and say, saying, God, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, you've always got your eye out for me. I honestly can say that, that those, those times when I know for sure that angels saved us, mm-hmm. uh, when they were directly intervening on our behalf, uh, have increased my faith exponentially over the years because I know that God's got us. 
And I don't say, where are we? You know, I think of the, the, the disciples who were freaking out on the boat while Jesus was asleep. Don't you care that we're going to drown? I've never had to say, don't you care that I'm in trouble? Don't you care that this doesn't make sense? Don't you care that I'm afraid? I've never had to do that because he has demonstrated to me personally so many times that uh, he is not only caring, mm-hmm. but he's got me. Yeah, I love being in his hand and no yeah. one can snatch me from his hand. Yeah. You know, the other thing I was going to bring up is um, because, you know, my new, my new, my old new favorite, <laughs> he keeps talking to me, uh, uh, Charles Stanley, <laughs> and talking about experiencing expressions, I sh- should say, of God's kindness. And we were talking about this, too. Some of those expressions um, is his protection, sending angels, you know, um, are one pardon from sin. That's an expression of God's kindness. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance, you know, and that Jesus would die for your sins and mine. Amazing. You're so cute. I don't know what day it was. Maybe it was at when we were at Calvary Chapel South. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you just said. <laughs> would you repeat that? <laughs> You're so cute. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you heard it now. I didn't think that's what you said. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, okay. I just want to be clear. <laughs> uh, uh, but... What was I saying? Now you made me lose my train of thought. You're so cute. Uh, I was cute. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's what happened when you opened the door. More yeah. More than 51 I, years ago. That's true. You opened the door and you said, this boy is so cute. Yeah, I did. This is the one for life. Yeah, it is. I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. Okay, you were, you were in Charles Stanley. Mm-hmm. Expressions of God's kindness yeah. that he sent you to my front door. Yeah. Now, that is a real <laughs> true statement. Neither one of us were saved, but because he knows all things, he knew I would get saved, but I would be um, much better off if my husband would be saved. <laughs> <laughs> and so he not only saved you, but called you. And, and, and it was a, here's the other, here's another expression of God's kindness, answered prayer. You know, I prayed for you, as you tell people all the time, for 13 years. I didn't always pray right, but um, the Lord got me around to praying right, and um, he answered yeah. that prayer. That'd be better better said with the right heart. True. Because you can't pray wrong if your heart's right. True, 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 true. If your heart's wrong, you can't pray right. Yeah, no, my heart was wrong for yeah. a long time. <laughs> it was totally self-focused. Just think, if you would have gotten straightened out sooner, I could have been saved sooner. Maybe. Who knows know. what God would have done? You know, you're pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty hard. But anyway, um, expressions of God's kindness. Another one is he, he does provide for our needs. You know, and you say this to you, God is never or seemingly never early, but he's never late. He's right on time. And so um, he does provide for all of our needs, not just financial. Um, he provides grace and he provides mercy and he provides peace and he'll provide you know healing certain times i mean just he just provides for what we need at the time we need it yeah and you know paul if we if we connect that with occupying some of those times when we don't have things materially that we think we need the the financial needs Mm. um those are tests engineered by god to to demonstrate where our hearts really are Mm -hmm. and and sometimes we bail on those tests because we don't like them. We take matters into our own hands. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've got to wait for God to show up at just the right time. And uh, when we get scared, 
that can be really hard to wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but he's always proven faithful for us. Yeah. There's times here at our church where it's been half past late. And we, we just thought, oh, no, we're going down the drain. What did I do? The choices I made, the decisions I made. Um, and Jesus has always been there right on time. And we have learned that it's impossible not to trust him because of those trials and tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that you said this last night. The tests um, sometimes will put us into deep trouble. That They come along to for us to not only see what's in our hearts, but to keep us bowed down before the Lord because he knows everything, but um, to make us depend solely on him. Lord, I cannot make anything happen. I can't do this. I've tried everything already, mm. you know, and I, 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 I surrender. What do you think it's going to take for humans, just general humankind to say, Lord, I'm going to stop trying to do things on my own. I'm just going to stay focused on you, connected to you, and let you do whatever it is you're going to do. And I'm just, I, I like you always jokingly say that, that I'm the kite, you're the kite tail. I said that just the other day, but Jesus is holding the string. Jesus is holding the string. Yeah. Uh, we need to be the kite tail. Yeah. So wherever the kite goes, wherever Jesus leads, he said, my sheep, follow me. Mm-hmm. And they do that. Let's go to New Braunfels and talk with Alan on line one. Alan, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Hi. I am uh, a long-time what? listener. I am a long-time listener, and I got about 9% on my phone, <laughs> but I just decided I wanted to call and uh, talk about how— Oh, good. Thank I, you. I, I believe that uh, God takes care of his own. Uh, I've, I've had uh, some angel experiences. My wife had some. Uh, but in general, in the back of the 1990s, I brought my father from California to New Braunfels, and it was truly a miraculous thing that, uh, you know, how he, he just got me through that. And then when my wife started losing her ability to remember things and taking care of her, and before I ended up having to put her in the nursing home, she fell twice. But she didn't break any bones. And it's just uh, you know, I, I think of times when we're driving on the freeway and cars are spinning behind us and we're we're doing okay, you know. These are kind of things that, that I, I experience in, in, in my life walking as a Christian. And, and I just feel that, uh, you know, I don't see angels, but I know that they're, they're taking care of me. Can you still hear me? Thank you, Ellen. I can still can hear you. Hear Thank you, you very, very we're much. Like, we're like, I'm, I'm over here like pondering. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? I love Alan so much. <laughs> mm. Thank you, Alan. God bless. You know, Paula, I, I, he's, I was laughing at myself. Alan said, my phone is down to 9%. <laughs> and my first thought was, how does anybody let their phone get to 9%? <laughs> but what it means is there's a guy who knows how to use his phone. Yeah. Because mine's never like 99, 98%. That's yeah. as low as it gets. I, no, the lowest, you had a low one, 93, just last week or something. But I think it's because you didn't plug it in. Or no. I didn't put it on the thing. Oh, you you got to plug it in. <laughs> that yeah. 7% could, could, could matter. Could make a difference, huh? <laughs> Paula, we've got three minutes. What do you want to Okay, I'm still week? talking about well, expressions of okay. God's kindness. As Alan was saying right there, God's totally involved in our lives. 
he's so particular about keeping his eye on us and leading us and he has a plan for us and so he's just always kind of watching please pastor ron don't turn left right here just keep walking like you always say if i stop you're going to bump into the back of jesus but yeah his involvement in our lives and we need to be and even the small details that's right we need to be just be with jesus but be aware of his presence we even sing a song let me become more aware of your presence and Lord, help us to be more aware of his presence because he's involved in our lives if we would just um, take notice. So that was his presence with us, but pretty much that's it. But yeah, occupy. I, you know, I want to pray for the guys working at, at our house. There's a couple of them that don't know Jesus, really nice, very polite, but they need to be saved. They're doing great work, um, and we've been talking to them, but... They need to take that step over the line, <laughs> and they need to take it soon. <laughs> yeah, and, and we can explain if, 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 if I or we sound especially stressed next week, mm. it's, we're, we're hoping that that's the week we actually get to, get yeah. to move yeah. and, and do things ready. But we've, we've been having house remodeling, and this is not our normal thing. We've been in the same house for 20, 23. 23 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, um, and and we're just moving. And you know what? We did just appreciate all of the prayers that we could possibly get that this house will be just a half as much a blessing as the old house. I mean, well, we'd be a little bit hoggish to ask for more because so many blessings in that old house. Oh, I wasn't thinking about blessings for us. I was thinking about double blessings for those who come in. Oh, well, yeah. That, yeah, I just I just feel like the Lord's giving us this house so that we can bless other people even more. So so that's mine. Anyway, I love you guys. I'm glad it's Thursday, but it's almost over, so I have to wait all the way till next week to say I love you again. I think the Spirit is saying you have one more thing you want to say. How cute you are. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> Hey, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word Stand Up For Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.